Welcome to Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations profession anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. We will hear trailblazing tales and lessons learned from seasoned professionals, change makers, and community champions. Join us as we go on a journey of delightful insights and enthusiastic ideas that will inspire you to find your inner brilliance personally and professionally. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Dear Legal Ops. I'm your co-host, Tom Stevenson. Today, we're diving into the vibrant intersection of content, community, and credibility in the professional world and exploring how these three C's have painted the canvas of many a career journey, including myself, Tyler, and Tommy. In our letter today, we're joined by Monochrome Matt from Legal Ops Louisiana, who's on a quest to add splashes of colors to the seemingly rigid canvas of his legal profession. Matt's yearning to rediscover his creative streak, to paint outside the lines, and to ensure his strokes resonate authenticity It's a sentiment many of us can relate to. Heck, I'm recording this intro from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, so you shine brightly in however you want to paint. But the question is, how do we ensure our voice both promotes our leadership learnings while maintaining our unique hue? Joining us to shed light on this colorful conundrum is the multicolorful, multifaceted Tyler Finn, community and growth leader at Spot Draft and host of the Abstract Podcast. Tyler's journey from starting off in a non-legal tech community role to his side hustle at Tech GC through hosting insightful discussions and really just getting to know people from the ground up is a testament to the power of creativity, even in professionals often seen as not coming from this type of profession. Tyler and I first crossed paths in person after following each other and kind of interacting on all the socials over coffee in San Francisco. With a pot of Java in hand, we shared stories and insights on our shared passion for community building and content creation. And let me tell y'all, it forged an instant bond. And then turns out, Tommy was also getting to know him as she was learning about Spot Draft and really trying to dive more into the CLM world and her new role. And it just shows once again, the importance of always evolving, embracing new experiences, and the value of being a legal professional as opposed to maybe just a title or a lawyer or head of legal ops. They've all been a guiding light in each of our own journeys. So as we unpack Matt's letter and dive into the themes of today's episode, we're reminded of the importance of creativity in our professional lives. Whether it's front and center stage, watching from the back or somewhere in between on a beach, creativity plays a pivotal role in shaping our careers and personal lives. The challenge lies in balancing the strength and drive we can bring to our career with our personal life, personal flair, and finding lessons from one another that can be applied to the other. So please sit back, pour yourself a glass, heck, have yourself a margarita, and let's dive into our letter where we bridge the gap between the voices behind the letters and the vibrant community surrounding us. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Our letter today comes from Monochrome Matt from Legal Ops, Louisiana. Our listener writes, Dear Legal Ops, 
I've always viewed the legal profession as straight lines and sharp edges. I've seen the community and content as both educational and an extension of our careers. To be frank, whispers of creativity have been lurking in the shadows, urging me to add a splash of color. How do I rediscover my lost creative streak, especially when the canvas of my career feels so rigid? More importantly, as I attempt to paint outside the colors of the wind, how can I ensure I'm echoing the voice of leadership and not just creating a finger paint failure? I'm on a quest to find my voice and grow my leadership palette, all while making sure my strokes resonate authenticity. Tommy, look who you brought to the studio today, Tyler from Spot Draft. Thank you for bringing Tyler along. Welcome, Tyler. Super excited to be here. I've been a big listener recently as I spin up on the legal ops field. So you guys are educating me week in, week out. I'm excited to, to be here and get to do this with you. We are happy to be educating you. Tyler and I just had the pleasure to meet in person at a spot draft event recently. And any education that we can offer to anyone who wants to dive deep, deep, deep into that legal ops pool, come swimming with us, please. <laughs> Interesting educate. I just find this as our little fun time on the side. But hey, if we can spin it with an educational aspect, win-win for everybody here. So Tyler, one of the things that I think Tommy and I were excited about when we ultimately opened up this letter from Monochrome Matt is this intersection that, quite frankly, both of us were excited to explore, which is this content meets community and credibility. So for those that are unfamiliar with either your background or kind of how you think this resonates, kind of walk us through what you think content community and credibility looks like, these three intersections. I'm going to add another C, I think, which is curiosity. And that... Mm, killed the cat, yes. <laughs> Good alliteration, right? Yes. That, that's really what drives everything that I do. I, I think I'm deeply curious about people, what motivates them, what inspires them, what drives them, their stories. I'm pretty curious about the world and how things work. And so when I go to create content or bring people together and, and try to create community... Really, it comes from a place of curiosity. I'm very curious about the questions that I'm asking them on my podcast, or I'm really curious about what they're going to talk about together if they come to an in-person event. I feel like that's what community is all about, is giving folks a chance to learn from each other and to grow together and to be able to exercise their curiosities as well. I couldn't agree more. Curiosity is... I think a really big sign of intellect, right? Because if you are intellectually curious to provoke and to ask about what you don't know and to learn and to keep growing, it's probably one of the most important ways that you can professionally grow is by continuing to be curious and also to not feel that there are dumb questions, to feel comfortable asking questions because I think that's one of the ways that you sort of open up like you open up big and you let people in, share vulnerability, learn and engage from each other. And as you said, build community together. And it all starts with a question, inquiring about someone. What are they all about? What can I learn from them? I think it's an interesting point because the, the other seed that I maybe I didn't talk about was the credibility piece. And of course, I worry about that. Like who doesn't worry about credibility? I also... 
I had maybe more of a straight line career path in a sense, like working on <laughs> privacy and policy issues. And I could have kept doing that and I would have known sort of exactly what the next step is. And today I don't have that so much anymore. So there are definitely moments when I worry a little bit about credibility, but I hope that to your point, Tommy, if you bring sort of genuine interest and real curiosity Hopefully that lends credibility to any conversation that you're in. Just being willing to ask questions, I think, hopefully is a sign of comfort with where you are today. I think we ask, what is community all the time? And the eye rolls from people out there, it kind of seems like it's a buzzword, but honestly, it's how we connect, right? It's how we communicate, how we ultimately push past whether there's personal adversity or struggles in the workplace and just making sure that the surroundings and the community we build just represents us to create that place for knowledge, support, and growth. Mm -hmm. But I think when you talk about that, hey, I don't know if my credibility is there, I'm almost wondering, is that credibility always just lurking off to the side? And I ask that very specifically for even myself included, which is, I have a great role right now. I tried to really step into a community role, but I'm always also wondering my own credibility, right? Like, mm -hmm. what value am I adding? Should I continuing to be learning? Should I be continuing to lead from the back? Or should I be taking the front step? And so for both of you, how do you kind of rekindle that community flame or even that content flame when you are just trying to figure it out on your own terms? I think about community really through the lens of trust, so if you're providing folks with a forum to speak to each other and learn from each other, if you are giving them a chance to sometimes create content or share their stories, right? If you're contributing to that in small ways, maybe adding your expertise or your background or bringing in your own ideas in small ways, but you're allowing other people to be sort of at the front and leading. I think that that lends itself to a community where people trust that when they show up, they're going to hear from folks like them or learn from folks who may have had slightly different paths than they did. But they're going to trust that you're sort of an honest broker there, right? That you're trying to build people up. And I think that that in and of itself hopefully lends the work that we do credibility, right? If it's really focused on building up individuals and building all of us up together. I will say from a credibility standpoint, I know that Tommy is very credible. And for those that are <laughs> unfamiliar with just how Tommy balances it all, right? She's this mother and leader in the workplace and a strong advocate and champion for LGBT and ERGs. And she kind of does it all. But Tommy, have you always found that creativity has been a part of your professional life? Or did you have to go and create that? <laughs> I like that play, Tom. My career started, I think, in a really creative place, meaning I always found myself in creative organizations, like content pushing organizations. Like I came from the music and entertainment industry. And I was on the business side of those orgs. And creativity always spoke to me. When I left college, I actually did my senior thesis. Like I made a, a documentary on the karaoke subculture. And so I always mm -hmm. loved this intersection of content and creation, though I didn't consider myself a creative. I always considered myself someone who was around the creativity. And I still might 
consider myself someone who's around the creativity, even though I'm sort of worlds away from being in those industries that are pumping out like creative content. I think I've come to learn that it doesn't matter what industry you're working for or what vertical you're in. There is always a space for creativity. There is always a space. Even us, Tom and Tyler. Oh, we're three T's today. Oh, we're (laughs) usually two and today we're three. I was listening to Coconuts on the Beach yesterday. I literally, I just kept playing it over and over. And I think people were probably looking at me crazily. So. <laughs> we, we are three T's today. But even, even in our respective spaces, we're each podcasters, right? And I find this to be an extremely creative outlet where there's a little bit of writing. There's a little bit of investigative journalism and getting to know people and figure out how you balance sort of getting the queries and getting there quickly with building out a narrative kind of as you go, (laughs) like literally Mm -hmm. like as you're riding the bike, you're you're trying to build out a narrative and something that's going to make sense ultimately at the end. And I find it all to be so inspiring and bringing it back to, let's call it my day job, if you will, it ignites... Wait, if you will, or if the bills get paid, right? Yeah. I mean... If, if, we all, if, if we're all not independently wealthy at the end of the day, if we must, bringing it back and letting some of the creative spark ignite you for those other projects, like bringing in creativity for how do I launch legal tech? Oh, let me use some of these tools, video, audio, like bringing people on storytelling journeys. Like I think it all is so interrelated. And to close it out, Tom, you need a bit of credibility, a ton of credibility actually, because you need people to trust you. You need, you absolutely need people to trust you. And you have to sort of be able to admit when you're just in the conversation because you want to be inspired and you're not a matter expert or when you're in the conversation because you think you have something valuable to add. And Tyler, I think to this point of ultimately our careers always don't necessarily unfold and say, here's this creative path for you, right? And looking under the lens a little bit more, I mean, even for this podcast, right? Once Tommy and I got into a rhythm of it, it's like, oh, mama's got the artistic background, right? She has she has written a book. She has done the cover. She really likes Canva. I'm like, all right, must step on back and let her like <laughs> thrive with that, right? Not my center of excellence here. So how do you find that creativity in your professional life and ultimately embed the strength of your career to really give you that like center of excellence. It's funny. I've been thinking a lot about creativity recently because I was having a conversation with a GC for my podcast and I was talking to her and... Oh, he has GCs on his podcast. Okay. <laughs> I can hook you up, Tom. Don't worry. I, okay, yeah, yeah. Give the, give, the, give the house of DLO a call. Yes. <laughs> Full plug for Tyler. Do you want to mention who a recent GC yeah, go is? Ahead, has Tyler. the episode yes. gone uh, out yet? It, it has not gone live yet, but Tommy's GC, Vanessa Gage, My recently came on, uh, came on the abstract. I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be great. We talk all about navigating interim roles. She's been an interim GC. She's been a full-fledged GC. She's been an interim CFO. We talk all about some of the opportunities and also challenges you have to deal with when you're in those sorts of roles. I don't think it was Vanessa. It was another GC. But I was talking about the podcast and how much I loved working with our design team, talking about being artistic. I loved working with the design team on the logo and coming up with the name. And I love scoping the episodes and the scripts and trying to ask the right questions to tease out the really good stories. And the person's was like, oh my God, I could never do that. You're so creative. Like I'm not, and first of all, I thought, 
huh, I wasn't really thinking of myself as being creative. I was just kind of thinking about this as this is part of my job that I really enjoy. So of course, I'm going to put a lot of effort into it, maybe my favorite part of my job. And then I thought about it a little longer. And I was, I thought, how ridiculous is that, that she doesn't think of herself as creative? Because she's probably designing financing documents that keep both her investors happy, but also other stakeholders happy or... Oh, Tyler, we're really going to have to show you what those reports look like. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have the best analogy to tack on to this, Tyler. But when you think about a GC, someone in the legal profession not thinking of this as creative... I would like us all to think about Taylor Swift, okay? First of all, I want us all to think about her all day, every day. (laughs) But I'd like us all to think about Taylor because when people are like, Taylor's such a genius and Taylor has re-recorded everything and Taylor, you know, she's putting everything out so she can own it. I want to give all of the flowers to Taylor. But the reality is I know there's probably a dozen lawyers on her team that are probably thinking creatively when she comes to them and goes, I lost all the rights to my music. And what do we do here? I bet it's a wholesome collaboration because I want to be very careful that the Swifties don't come after me because I myself (laughs) might be one. But when you think of those deals, when you think of the recording industry, when everyone was suing each other for streaming and everyone pivoted and said, okay, we're going to practically give away the music, but now we're going to do these fulsome 360 deals where your merch is included, your touring revenue is included. Like someone creative was at the center of it. And I think a lot of those people were probably attorneys. So Tyler, I'm so sorry if I cut you off, but I wanted to give some flowers to the creativity that comes into the way that people are structuring deals, not just in the entertainment industry, that's probably where we see it most visibly, maybe more than like M&A, but there are creative people on the other side of those deals. Another word for creativity might be insight, right? Which is, and whether it was Taylor Swift or her manager or an intellectual property attorney who they were talking to or an agent who's been in the industry for a long time, or I don't know who it was, but someone there had an insight, right? And that's where I think creativity and curiosity are really linked. I think a lot of times insight comes from those people who see more of the whole picture than others, right? And if you're really curious and you're constantly trying to learn and maybe you're in a business and you're in the legal function or you're on the legal team, but you attend all the sales meetings and you attend the weekly product meetings and you really want to understand where the roadmap is headed, And by the way, you like want to sort of buddy up with someone in finance so that way you understand the figures that the CEO is presenting to the board. You're going to be a lot more likely to be in a position to have that sort of creative insight. Can I ask you both a question? Absolutely. I am still learning a lot about the legal ops function. I mean, I've worked with legal ops folks before and, and worked with paralegals, but How do you think about legal ops professionals being creative in their day-to-day? Are they recognizing their creativity enough? Tom, I think you have this. I think that you know a lot about legal ops professionals being able to see the big picture and what that looks like to bring that insight in. Talk to us. Tell us all about how you're leveraging legal operations insight while in Mexico. <laughs> what does it look like and how do we all do that? In Puerto Vallarta, is that right? <laughs> yes, speaking of creativity, yes. I mean, I'm recording this episode live from Puerto Vallarta after a little R&R after my six-month anniversary at the company and I and to in the kind of prep 
call that we had with Tyler and just getting to know him more, you were talking about how your CEO has encouraged you, right, to take some vacation. And so I was also creatively giving myself my own flowers by being like, all right, it's been a really tough first six months in a great way, but I'm ready for some R&R. So how do I balance it while doing legal ops? That's actually, I think, an interesting question of even for this podcast episode, right? It was navigating, hey, I know that this is going to be down here and I would love to enjoy my French mellow fantasy on the beach and have a great vacation. But this podcast also needs to be recorded. So finding out the logistics and getting a WeWork and getting that booked and all that stuff. And so you're intertwining this creativity of it's maybe not doing a workflow or doing these specific legal operations initiatives and tasks, but trying to step back and look up to your point earlier, Tyler, of how do you step back and look at the whole picture And in doing that, I think it opens up avenues for creativity. And just where I have personally found my own voice and my own flair and what I would call my center of excellence has been at this intersection of truly being a legal operations nerd and education advocate and mentor and continuing to learn more about the in-house profession itself while at the same time having fun and my authenticity it comes out more and more when I find that that voice comes from me and from my own experiences and just happiness. So without trying to sound too kumbaya down here in Mexico <laughs> with a corona in my hand, no, I think you have to really adapt to where you are and understand what your strengths are. And in doing that, you'll find your own creative voice. So if you've lost the light, there's tons of time and opportunity and networking and availability for you to rekindle it in whatever way sparks your own creativity. Well, I am a huge proponent of taking vacations. And I try to take 20, 25 days a year, like at least a week, a quarter. Minimum. Minimum, yeah. (laughs) And to your point about taking the time to recharge and I don't really like that term work-life balance that people use because it, if you actually like your job, right, and you're not trying to get away from it and you're not trying to think, how do I keep this to 40 hours or 50 hours a week right. or whatever it is, I like to think of it as like work-life harmony. You're trying to build a life. You're not just trying to build a career, right? And so maybe some days that means that you record a podcast episode on the tail end of your vacation But maybe other days you woke up really early to take a phone call and so you're going to go to the gym or like me, you're going to go play tennis at two in the afternoon and play for a couple hours, come back, answer a few emails, right? You're trying to build a life. You're not just trying to build a career. And I, I I think it's really important for folks, whether they're execs or managers or to communicate that and talk about that publicly. I was super happy with the fact that my CEO asked me to take a vacation and take a week off. I probably would have done that anyways, but it was really, it was, it was really exciting for me to see that he was messaging to me and messaging to other folks in the company, hey, if you have a really hard two-month stretch, take some time. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, 
vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L dot I-O. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. Yes, because it's about finding that voice and really finding that creativity streak so you can continue on. And Tommy, I think this is where, how do you build these authentic connections, right? So in this world of networking and professional connections, if you are looking to make that a part of your creativity and what you're striving for, doing those authentic relationships that both blend professional and personal. You'll hear it all the time, Tommy and I talking about it on the podcast, but let's talk about the last two days, right? Where I said, hey, this is what I want to do on Saturday and daddy wants to check out and go to the beach on Sunday. (laughs) Like, how do you balance it, right? Because when I gave you all the accolades and flowers earlier about you really being, you know, a mom and balancing all those things, it's hard to do that, right? While building authentic connections because often I think you get burned out by over committing to that. Maybe there's too much creativity at one point. So we're talking about a bunch of C's here, creativity, connections, Oh my gosh, that joke just writes itself. You know, (laughs) just writes itself. Really does. It does. (laughs) So present company excluded, we're talking about a bunch of C's here. Um, The elements of credibility, credibility and community and creativity. Really, I think that if you have the right community around you, you can probably use them to propel some of the creativity. I've met a beautiful, brilliant network of people inside of Legal Ops. And some of them have so many shared interests that I do that befriending them and making these connections has been a creative outlet because it doesn't have to simply be that we're we're networking and we're we're talking together and we're simply talking about Legal Ops. Like finding friends who are also interested in some of my interests, like writing, for example. Like Tom and I really connected on this writing connection And that's actually how we got together on this podcast because to your point, Tyler, there's this element of writing in it and you you experienced it too. That's a creative outlet. And that refuels me back for the professional stuff. But really the burnout I think comes, and I don't know, there's probably several different types of burnout. And so I want to be super cautious and I'm not accusing people of having burnout. But I think some of my personal burnout would come if I wasn't actually enjoying myself. So you have, yes, right? Like your cup can fill back up when you're really loving what you do. And even the writing Absolutely. I do in legal ops, I am right. Like this is going to be so nerdy, but even writing project management plans, I go in on those because... Uh, I love my playbook and Peter's like, <laughs> the playbook, it looks so good. And I was like, yes, that's my, like, that's my how thing. How proud are you? <laughs> how, so I'm proud, so proud so when proud. I... Because the flip side of it is not only is it fun to write, not only, but then are people engaging with it? It's beautiful. It's well-written. This is why I care so deeply about design and care so deeply about the way things look because people will look at it and they will pick it up and they will read it and they will look at a project plan. They will get excited about it. If it's not just like black and white words and bullets, 
There's a reason why there are marketing teams because it works, right? So I think my long-winded point is I think that a lot of creativity can really fuel you in your life. And therefore, it's not work if you're really enjoying yourself. And so finding that harmony means finding the parts of your day, whether it's sort of on the clock or off the clock, but the parts of your day that fill you back up and refuel you. Some people find that completely outside of their day jobs and it's with their family. And to the degree that you can have that harmony and to the degree that you know when to turn off, that you know when to fully turn off, find yourself on a beach. Oh, I was about to say, y'all, right? <laughs> it's time for me to get back to the ocean exactly. and maybe open up another beer and honestly, right. have some chips and guac. I'm DC man, I'm sun kissed right now. And so I have like <laughs> two glowing. or three more days left of this vacation. But Tyler, this really, it's been an incredible chat today with Tommy and I. So if we can maybe pitch it back and wrap this thing up, given your emphasis. And really, I loved what you said earlier about this collective strength of communities, right? Like what advice would you offer to professionals like Monochrome Matt, who are just trying to strive to integrate that creativity into their rigid career path? Like what advice would you guide them into so that they can grow their leadership and foster genuine connections? I'll build a little bit on something Tommy was talking about, which was really liking writing and liking design and beginning to build out assets for our company around that. I think there's an element of that sort of work that's trusting yourself. Trusting yourself, trusting your taste, trusting your judgment, trusting yourself in your ideas and believing that if it's interesting to you or if you're really curious about it or if it's a way for you to exercise your creativity that maybe others might find value in it as well. And so not saying everyone needs to go and write something or launch a podcast or take a course in how to use Canva or design. I am never doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think I will be doing that anytime soon either. But I think if you have an insight or you have an idea or you're really curious about something, lean into it, right? Trust yourself. If you're listening to this podcast probably a pretty smart and accomplished person. And I think others will find a lot of value out of the things that interest you. Tyler, not to start at the beginning actually, but your career really changed. And I can't help but wonder how did creativity and how did sort of trusting your own instinct for making those pivots, how did that play into going from where you were to where you now are as a leader in the community space I think that that would actually be like a perfect cap off to this episode because you did really start in a very different place. And if my understanding is correct of knowing you, a lot of intellectual curiosity and sort of thought-provoking conversations brought you to a different place. So I would love it if you could give us a little bit of that journey. Yeah. So I, I started my career in public policy. And after doing that in the sort of commercial drone space for a little while, ended up through my network, right? I think network is a huge piece of this as well. And having people who are really rooting for you and creating opportunities for you, found my way into privacy. And as I did work in privacy, I found over time that what I really loved was where all the different pieces came together, right? I didn't just want to own compliance. I wanted to think about how privacy could be a strategic lever for the business, how it could help us sell, actually, how our reputation 
might be really, really important to how the business was able to grow. We were in the data space. So the long-term sort of product strategy was actually deeply informed by privacy and other regulatory trends. And so I kept leaning into other sort of tangential or adjacent spaces. And when an opportunity came along to help build community for SpotDraft, which I guess I found through like a side hustle, right? I was helping TechGC, which is an amazing community for legal leaders, grow. I thought, why not try something new? It's something closer, I guess, to the business side. It's going to involve lots of interesting conversations with and sort of like external work with folks who I really admire. Of course, there might be like a downside in the ambiguity of it. But if you can get comfortable with ambiguity and comfortable with having to chart your own path or really build something a little bit with a lot of support from my team, but more on my own, why not lean into it? Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Jump into it. I would say the three things to close this is one. I'm going to go jump into this Puerto Vallarta. And, and actually, I didn't know what I was going to wear because I'm going to be here for Halloween. I love ambiguity. And I'm thinking, oh, should I be one half of the ambiguously gay duo? Have you seen? Have you? That's what I'm gonna, so, hey, that's what I'm going to be. Two, Tyler, thank you so much for joining Tommy and I today. This was incredible. And three, Tommy, I like who he's talking about getting into that community role at Spot Draft and it kind of being an interesting journey. We should record one later about my own professional journey and we jump. Should, what do you say? Tom, we should think about that. Yeah. I'd listen to that one. Oh, it's so funny. Well, if we wrap this up, because our producer is giving us a little side over here. <laughs> yeah. He is like, all right, we have another episode to record. All right, y'all. From the House of Dear Legal Ops. Thank y'all so much. Talk to you soon. thank you to Monochrome Matt from Legal Ops Louisiana for sharing his heartfelt letter and to Tyler Finn for bringing such a vivid palette of insights and experiences to today's episode. As we journey through the vibrant intersection of content, community, and credibility, we were reminded of the importance of embracing our unique hues, even in professions that may seem monochrome at first glance. Creativity isn't just about splashes of color on canvas. It's about the innovative ways we approach challenges, the diverse experiences we bring to the table, and the authentic voices we use to echo leadership. Remember, House of DLO, it's not just about painting within the lines, but also about daring to go outside of them. So as we wrap this episode, let's carry forward the inspiration from Tyler's journey and the lessons we've gleaned. Let's continue to bridge the gap between our professional aspirations and personal passions, always seeking to add more color to our world. Until next time, keep those creative juices flowing. And remember, always stay true to your unique shade and live in vibrant colors. Cheers, dear Legal Opstars. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough Legal Ops topic you want us to tackle? Submit a letter and share your stories with us at DearLegalOps.com submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Like what you hear? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson, adding a splash of color to the lively landscape that is legal operations. 
And I'm Tommy Tavares Pereira, your voice of reason amidst the whirlwind of change, keeping it real and relatable. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. Until next time. <laughs>